This episode of Round Guy Radio is brought to you by Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. And Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. Wood Locker of Packwood, Iowa presents high school basketball. We're talking. We are going to Marengo, Iowa to talk to Randy Carney of one one of our favorite communities, one of the best round guy radio listening areas in the state. And we are talking Iowa Valley basketball. Welcome to the program, Randy Carney. Thank you, Dave. Well, uh, the team is on a roll. Uh, you've won three games in a row. Uh, uh, you seem to have rallied past uh, what was a certain tragedy. Uh, why don't we just go ahead and get uh, the elephant out of the room and, and talk about what happened a little bit and uh, how your players have responded and maybe how the community has rallied around you. Sure. Um, well, about two weeks ago, we lost Dylan Penning, who was our starting one of our starting guards. He was a sophomore, 16 years old. And uh, we took the week, I think it was the 10th, we took that week off, you know, with everything going on. I mean, we were kind of, we were kind of gutted, certainly the first couple days. And then the boys kind of came to me and said, you know what, I think we'd be better if we were in the gym. And I, frankly, I wasn't going to practice them all that week. I, you know, it was just, they were, they were so devastated. The whole community was devastated. But we decided to go back, and we went into the gym a week ago this past Wednesday, and it went really great. I mean, they were happy. They were joking. They were smiling. Hadn't seen that for a few days. So we went ahead and practiced, and then we got back on the floor here last Tuesday night uh, this past week against Sigourney, and it was really the best thing we could do. Well, you, you played a pretty tough Sigourney team with the winning record that uh... – you had uh, uh, lost a heartbreaker too uh, the first time around, but uh, uh, the the fates were smiling on you uh, against Sigourney. Let's go through that game. Well, <laughs> I mean, it was really emotional. Obviously, it's first time we were on the court since we lost Dylan, and uh, his grandparents and their, you know other family members were in the crowd, and Sigourney had asked you know if we were going to wear any special shirts, and we did have a a special shirt that we were going to wear that night and they asked if they could wear them too which i thought was fantastic they they have been so good about this whole thing with messages of support and everything and just like a lot of other teams in the conference and the area and uh, you know we we didn't play well really for about two and a half quarters we you know we were down by 16 points midway through the third quarter and Evan Carney kind of took over. He hadn't scored in the first half. He scored six points in the third quarter to get us back on our feet a little bit. I think we cut it to 12. But in the fourth quarter, he scored 22 points out of our 30 in the fourth quarter. And we were able to pull out the win 62 to 56. Well, that was great. I talked to Coach Islick after that game. We covered his next game, you know, and I told him I never cheer against you, ever. You know, I'm, I'm always, you know, I'm always, you know, rallying for Sigourney. But I said, when I saw that score, I I, uh, I have to say I wasn't disappointed. And uh, 
He agreed. Now, Sigourney, that's a beautiful community, and I'm sure they're rallying for you, as other communities are. And Mitch, Mitch is Mitch is a good friend, and uh, I was really happy when we came back onto the floor that we were playing them because we have a good relationship and uh, talk to each other and stuff. And it's you know, it's a lot easier to go back into a game like that with uh, you know someone you're familiar with and you have a lot of respect for and everything. Um, you know, his kids played really hard, and our kids, I think, were just kind of. I don't know. We had the deer in the headlights look for a lot of the game, but it seemed like the second half, you know, we called a timeout about midway through, and it just seemed like the light came on. And I think they realized, you know, hey, we're going to remember this game, and we better show up. And Evan in particular just, you know, was fantastic uh, in the second half. I, I don't know that I could ask any more out of a kid than he gave. You know, 28 points and a half is something. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 great in the whole game. Yeah, very much. I mean, there's only 32 minutes in a game, you know. So uh, 28 points in the second half is like two points a minute. Yeah, he he just in the in the second half he just took control. He couldn't he was getting the penetration and the drive. Uh, Bo Long, who's uh, one of our senior captains, who hit two big threes down the stretch in the game to you know, really kind of put us over the top. But, you know, Evan was fantastic from the field. He nailed, I think, I don't have it right in front of me. I think he hit uh, seven of eight free throws. And uh, just an all-around effort. He played great defense. I think he had six steals that game. It just kind of took it on his shoulders. You know, Caleb Hawk also played well. I think he had 15 points and seven blocks. So... You know, it's a team effort, but Evan really sparks. Well, yeah, and uh, well, what was the final score of that game? Uh, sixty-two to fifty-six. And what what was it like when the buzzer went off and you guys won the game? What was going through the team's mind? What was going through the crowd's mind? What was going through your mind? It was really emotional after the game when we went into the locker room. Uh, we were okay on the floor, you know. The Sigourney again, Sigourney guys were great, you know. You know, passing along their best wishes and everything, and it got emotional in the locker room uh, and the crowd. Uh, Dylan's grandparents were there, and after the game, you know, the team posed for some pictures with them, and it was, you know, it was a very difficult night. It was certainly a night we wished that we never had to have. Um, but, you know, I think after the game, they felt like they actually did something for Dylan. Yeah, I, I, I really feel like it was necessary. It was, you know, sometimes in life you just, there's only so much you can do, you know. And you guys did what you could do, you know. I'm going to tell you a little story uh, about the communities and their basketball teams and, and their sports around here and how much they mean. Uh, I, I covered the uh, what they call the backyard brawl, which is a game once a year between Pekin and Sigourney. The game was in Sigourney. And... Uh, Sigourney's old coach, Coach Harder, uh, the one before Islick, had been diagnosed with ALS. And the community was rallying around him. And they put together this soup supper at the basketball game. And they made up these T-shirts. So I watched uh, uh, Sigourney come out, and all their coaches are wearing this T-shirt. And then Pekin comes out, and all their coaches are wearing the same T-shirt. You know what I mean? And then they raised over $13,000 through that soup supper. 
to try and help that guy. And well, that's great. That yeah. that's just just another example of how much people care and what an impact high school sports make in this community and what a priority it is and what a vehicle it is to uh, entertain, to heal, uh, and a source of community pride that, you know, just makes the guys that works, you know, the, the guys step a little higher onto their tractor or they, they, they you know, walk into the, the factory with a little little better attitude, a little, little feeling a little taller, you know, after big wins. It's a big thing. But you didn't stop there with the win against Sigourney, but you've got a couple more wins this week. Yeah, we beat uh, BGM over at Brooklyn 49-30, to 30, I think, on Thursday night and Friday night. We played Tri-County at home, and uh, behind 38 points from Caleb Hawk, we uh, beat beat them 61-26. to 26. So, uh, you know, our, our, our two primary guys had big weeks. Yeah, and three conference wins. So where does that put you guys in the uh, standings? Oh, because of our problems before the holidays, uh, we we feel like we kind of handed off about four games for the holidays because we just weren't on the same sheet of music a lot of that time. You know, we're not going to win. We're not going to win the division. We're not going to threaten. I think I think Kyoto's pretty much got that locked up. Yeah, I actually think they clinched it when they beat Sigourney yeah, last week. Yeah, but uh, I think you can catch up with think, maybe uh, Bell playing in Sigourney. There's a higher higher level that we can get to. Uh, we felt, and we talked about it as a team, you know, this is before all the Dylan stuff, that after we finished with Linville, we had games on the schedule that we could win. And that doesn't mean we would win, but we could win. Uh, with our structure of our team, it was going to be kind of tough for us to beat Linville, Mahaska, Montezuma. Uh, we played Benton and Wilton, too. And Wilton, of course, they're they're a very good team. Yeah. Um, yeah. Benton's, they got Caden Kirkman is still there. So, um, you know, it's uh, there's games out there we can win. And we played Kyoto really well down there before the holidays, lost on the last second shot by uh, Evan Benito. He put in a miss. And if, if we give that same effort tonight, I think, you know, we've got a shot at it. They're, Kyoto's playing really well right now. Uh, playing a tough game against Mahaska, and, you know, they've beaten Bell Plain Serbia. I think they beat Hillcrest by 22. So, you know, they're playing They're playing at a high level now, so we're going to have to jack ourselves up to uh, to compete with them. But, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that we can do that. Well, on the east side of the uh, sickle, uh, the Kyoto Eagles are, are, are basically running away with things, lock things up. But then there's this, all these other teams, the Sigourneys, the Bell Plains, uh, fight for that second place spot. And I feel like you're getting pretty close to those teams, aren't you? Um, they both well, we lost a few and you won a few. We are. And, you know, our schedule was kind of quirky this year, for lack of a better term, uh, before the holidays. And then, you know, we played almost all the time on the road. And now we're getting some home games and, you know, we're taking advantage of those. Uh, but, you know, there's, there's still, there's still, two or three weeks of games to be played and you know we we can't just show up and say hey we're Iowa Valley and we're here so we don't do that we can't do that we never have been able to do that so we're gonna have to go out after you know we play Kyoto tonight we play at Colfax 
on Thursday and we're back home against uh, EV on Friday. And we got a show. We got to show up for those games, and I think we will. All right. Well, uh, let's look a little bit beyond uh, uh, the game tonight. What else you got? Uh, there's only like a couple weeks left in the season. Right. Um, we play that last week of the season. We play at Bell Plain, then we play at HLV. Uh, we have Twin Cedars at home, and then we close out at Springville. And, uh, you know, I, I think our goal right now is, you know, and without all our problems earlier in the year, if we can get to 500, I think that would be a heck of a job given what these kids have gone through. Uh, I don't know that we can. We're certainly going to do our best to get there. But if we could get to 500 by the end of the year, I, I would be very – I'm very proud of them anyway for how they've handled themselves. But that would be another step. I mean, if you if you take that and, you know, you look at those four games that we felt like we passed along early in the year, had those, you know, by a handful of points gone the other way, we'd be, you know, we'd be pushing Kyoto. But, you know, it is what it is. You are what your record is. And, uh, you know, we just need to lock down and play our best over the next two and a half weeks. Yeah, uh, it says certainly uh, like Bell Plain and HLV are are going to be tough games for you. Uh, games yeah. that you could win, games that you could lose. But, yes. but uh, you, you put a couple wins like that up on the board, and uh, it's going to spring springboard you a little further up towards the the top of the pack in the in yeah. the conference anyway. Yeah, it will. Um... You know, the first game we played against Bell Plain was probably our worst 32 minutes of the year. I mean, it was, neither team played great. They played better. We were just atrocious that night. And we seemed to save our worst performances for Bell Plain. I don't, don't really know why, but we just tend to. The HLB game uh, was odd. Again, you know, uh, Sean got kicked out of the game early. And... Uh, you know, his kids, the, the kids played hard. The Hall kid, I think, had 30, 30 points that night and 16 rebounds, which I was just stunned that he got that many boards on us. Uh, but it was an overtime game. We were clawing upwards the whole night, got a lead late. They tied it up, and in the overtime, we just did not show. So, I mean, th those are games that, in theory, we could win, but we're going to have to play better than we did the first time. And, you know, I think – we're doing that now. We're moving in our offense better than we have in some time. Our defense has really been pretty good the last uh, week since we got back to playing. So we've been pretty happy with that. Well, uh, when you play HLV, you're going to go up against one of my favorite nicknames that I ever gave a player. Uh, and I call him the Bearded Mountain. I, I can't even remember his name, but he's a great big guy. He's got a full... Uh, Full Grizzly Adams beard, man. And he's, yeah. a, he's a big kid. Yeah. He's a good-sized kid. Uh, I mean, they looking at their scores, you know, when they played us the first time, it was all Landon Hall all the time. But they've spread their game out a little bit here in the past few weeks, and they're getting contributions from more people up and down the lineup. So that makes it a little harder to prepare. Um, you know, I... I think, as I recall, I don't have it right in front of me. I don't think Evan and Caleb had great games that night against 
KHLV, and right now they're playing at an extremely high level. And when Caleb's playing at a high level at six seven, six eight, whatever he is, he's hard to stop. And so we just need to keep that going. We need to keep those guys uh, as key focal points of our offense. And we got to get some help from the other guys on the floor too. Well, what what other towns besides Marengo make up this Iowa Valley uh, school district? Really, that's about it. Um, Iowa Valley is, I believe, the smallest district in the South Iowa Cedar League. We do have a rural area around us, but it's nowhere near as large as some of the other schools. Um, there's really no other town that makes up Iowa Valley. I guess if you wanted to go to, say, Costi, which is between Marengo and Belle Plaine, but that's <laughs> we don't get a lot of kids out of there. Uh, we don't have a large rural area. I mean, we have a small district size-wise, you know, as far as square mileage and stuff. But we're in the upper middle, I think, of uh, enrollment in the league. So we we, we hang in there. Well, uh, Marengo is a, a, a very unique town, a very beautiful town, full of beautiful people. Uh, and a lot of them are listening to Round Guy Radio, and we sure appreciate them. Coach, is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to talk about? Well, I guess the only one thing I'd want to reiterate, Dave, is how grateful we are at Dylan's family, the school, the boys, for the support and condolences, tributes, and such that have been passed our way since we lost Dylan. Uh, you kind of touched on it earlier, but um, it's, it's good to know that we can go out and play each other hard and you know try to beat each other but at the end of the day it's nice that we can stand together for something like this and this is this is not anything i would ever 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 wish on a coach there's no manual for dealing with something like this we've We've had to go by, you know, how are the kids doing, you know, and, and frankly, the first couple of days as coaches, we were, we were gutted. I mean, we were just not functional, but you got to move on. You got to come back. Uh, you're dealing with young kids. You want to show them the right way to both move ahead with their life, but honor their friend. So it's, it's been a learning experience, but I sure wouldn't wish that on anybody. Well, a coach's job isn't exactly to win games. It's to develop men. You know what I mean? It's to, it's to develop teamwork, to develop responsibility, to, you know, to, to make these kids better people. That's, that's, that's the bottom line, you know. And uh, uh, God has called you uh, to be strong and help lead these young men uh, through this situation and still with that goal to make them better persons, better people. And uh, as far as uh, this situation, as we lose so many young people anymore, um, I, I just wonder, is there just not enough love in the world anymore? Have we just gotten I, so I cold? I don't and... know. I mean, <laughs> Dylan was a great kid. He's from a very, very strong, good family. He was popular. He has a lot of friends, um, good athlete, good kid. You know, I mentioned in that Gazette article, and I don't think I ever recall anyone saying anything against Dylan at all. No, and we've had other just wonderful, beautiful kids that uh, have passed on here, and, and nobody knows why. And uh, I hope maybe we can 
concentrate our efforts. But listen, if you're out there and somebody's struggling and you know about it, call them, talk to them, listen to them. And maybe, uh, maybe we can start turning the corner, but every community, uh, is with you. Uh, mention some of the communities, some of the flowers, some of the cards that uh, the school has gotten. Well, we've gotten, we've gotten contact from everybody we played this year from Wilton, from Benton, uh, you know, all the teams in the league have at least called, responded. We, we have received cards from several teams. I know I uh, got one from Lindell Sully the other night. Uh, Coach Tibbetts from Brooklyn had one for us. Um, Tri-County kids, uh, both their girls and boys team, gave us one the other night. And, and, you know, they were, I know there were flowers from North Mahaska. I know a couple of North Mahaska kids even showed up at a candlelight vigil for uh, for Dylan we had that week. And, uh, you know, there were other kids, too. I know there were kids from HLV there, Belfine. You know, just all throughout the conference. I, I can't re- – I don't I don't want to miss anybody. Uh, and I know everybody weighed in. And at some point, uh, BGM had a moment of silence the other night when we played over there. Um it's all appreciated very much. Uh, I know that Dylan's family certainly appreciates it as a school and everybody there. Uh, it's one of those things you wish you didn't have to go through, but you're, you're grateful for the outpouring that we've received from the folks that we usually go out and play hard against. Yeah, well, uh, young people, let me tell you a little something from a 56-year-old guy. Uh, you think things are tough now? Life hasn't began to screw with you yet. Uh, when you get to be an adult, you're going to face some some things that are a lot harder than what's going on in high school. Uh, so uh, buckle let me, up. Let me tell you something from a 64-year-old guy. You're right. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that we try to do here, and I don't think we're unique, you mentioned it earlier, is you know we're not just teaching basketball. We're trying to teach life skills and how you need to act and how you need to, you know, work with your fellow human and, you know, things like that. And, you know, we try, I know every coach tries to do that. And sometimes it takes better than others, but you're right. If, if you know, keep an eye on your kids, if you're concerned about them, talk to them. Make sure they get the help they need. Uh, let them know that, you know, in my case, the highest compliment I've ever paid by a kid or who I coach is when they show up with their family. Hey, this is my family. It's my kids. That's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, well, uh, I tell my kids and my grandkids the same message over and over and over. Life is about getting up one more time than you're knocked down. You know, if you go down the court and you shoot and you miss, that doesn't stop you from going down there and trying again, does it? Nope. That's, that's the game. All right. Well, coach, this has been a, a, a kind of an emotional episode, but it was also a a great information about your basketball team. And uh, we will see you tonight in Kyoto for what I'm thinking is going to be a barn burner of a basketball game. 
I hope so. I look forward to seeing you. All right. Well, thanks for being with us. Thank you. This episode of Round Guy Radio has been brought to you by Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. And Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant.